This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. How fun to be on the masculine journey with my I mean, we have got a studio full of friends that we are loaded for bear today, mm-hmm. Darren, to share as we're coming fresh off a of boot camp. And, you know, that that was where we were live last week. And so, you know, interestingly, if you listen two weeks ago, we were talking about the heart of a man and how if we could get a look at Jesus's heart, you know, we would have a real good idea of what our heart could look like, what God would try to restore us to be. And, and that's a lot of what the boot camp experience is. And so if you're tracking at a boot camp, you got to hear that talk, which Darren you know, did last Thursday night. And then Sam Main did the larger story talk on Friday morning, which is you know, given sort of an idea of where we are you know, placed in this story of our lives, because a lot of us feel like we've come into a movie, you know, 45 minutes before the end and where do we fit into that as and don't have a clue what's going on right and so the next talk that we do at boot camp which is just for some reason as a car salesman slash radio personality i end up with a poser talk nine out of ten boot camps (laughs) and the poser talk really speaks to as, as we saw it you know, from from two weeks ago, we had the, the talk on the core desires of what will you do with that freedom? You've been set free, but now what are you going to do with that freedom? Mm-hmm. And, and and men have these core questions that, that they're dealing with. And so we're going to ask a few, you know, because like you're listening right now, what are you going to do with that freedom? So here's some questions that God asked men. He did ask these questions of men, specifically Adam, and 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 at a, at a critical moment. Go ahead. So the core questions we have typically sound something like, "Do I, as a man, have what it takes to fight a great battle, to live in a great adventure, to to rescue somebody that needs to be rescued?" Um, and and a deeper question is, "Am I the apple of somebody's eye?" You know, did did my dad make me feel like I was the apple of his eye, or or mom, or family? whatever but do i rock somebody's world right right so here comes god yeah adam has blown it and so as a result we all find ourselves so i don't want you to think about these questions like adam is going to answer them i i want you to think about it like here comes god to you right now and says where are you son where are you son second question who told you, son? Who told you? Who told you you were naked? Yeah. Or who told you you don't have what it takes? Right. Or, you know. Which is ultimately the same thing. And, and the really, really tough one. What have you done, son? Don't like that one. Don't, <laughs> don't like that one at all. <laughs> what have you done? 
But then I'll take door number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Here comes the voice of wisdom from Sam. We, we get a question from Gideon next that kind of leads to an answer. So, Harold, tell us Gideon's question. Well, Gideon's question comes from Judges chapter 6, where it says, The Lord himself turned to him and said, You have the strength. Deliver Israel from the power of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Gideon said to him, But Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Just look. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my family. The Lord said to him, Ah, but I will be with you. You will strike down the whole Midianite army. And then Gideon asked for the sign. Right. So I want you to, we're going to play a clip from the movie City Slickers. And it just happens to be career day, and it does happen to have a radio person in it. <laughs> but, but, but I want you to see perhaps something you hadn't thought about before. Was Gideon actually posing when he asked God those questions? Yeah, he was being very authentic. He, he didn't know whether he had what it takes, but he was willing to ask the question to the right person. But in some ways, can't you relate to Mitch in this particular clip? We have Mitch. We have Mr. Morelli. We can hear both cases, and then we can talk about it. City Slickers, these guys are here on career day. And we got the area roped off, you know, so that some schmuck don't walk through there and take a wrecking ball between the eyes. All of a sudden, this woman, you know, with the big dark glasses, the Bloomingdale bags, she starts walking right through the ropes. I yelled down at her, hey, you can't go there, you stupid. And suddenly, this big steam fitting bursts, and this enormous crane crashes right down on her legs. And she's screaming, my legs, my legs. And I say, you got a 2,000-pound crane on him. Now, do you know how in an emergency you could get, like, superhuman strength? Huh? I reach down, and I lift this crane, and Ernesto's able to slide her out from under. And the doctors were able to save her legs. So the moral is, don't walk where you're not supposed to walk because there may not be somebody with superhuman strength to save you a little. (laughs) And don't do drugs. That's it. Very descriptive. Daniel, would you introduce your father, please, and tell us what he does? My dad's named Mitch, and he's... He's a submarine commander. Danny. He works for WBLM Radio. Danny said I work for WBLM Radio. Are you a disc jockey? No, I'm not a disc jockey. You know the commercials that are on the radio? Oh, do you make all those commercials? No, other people make the commercials. I sell them time on our station for the commercials to be on. So you decide which commercials to use and when. That's right. Well, no, it's not right. It used to be right. Seems now that I even have to check with the station manager if I want to wipe my nose. (laughs) The minute he took away my authority, I should have quit. Mr. Robbins. What? Value this time in your life, kids. Because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. And it goes by so fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, and you do. Your 20s are a blur. 30s... You raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened in my 20s? The 80s, you'll have a major stroke, 
You end up babbling to some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand, but who you call mama. Any questions? So, Andy, <clears throat> you hear these two guys. What do you hear? Uh, definitely, Mr. Morelli's just definitely over the top. Just, just posing, not, uh, not, sh- not revealing who he really is, and really, you know, living a life of kind of de- deceitful. He's bigger than life. You know, he's not authentic like Mitch. Mitch is telling it like it is. Now, Mitch has lost his heart, you know, and, you know, maybe he's posing to to not step up and to act in in the role that he needs to be. But Mr. Morelli really is the one that's over the top and so funny to to hear. So, I mean, that's what I see. Just just, um, where I sometimes I think a lot of us live, we want somebody, we want them to fall in uh, with our mask fall in love with our mask instead of falling or or uh, embracing us you know so and, and the cool thing is that as we'll hear from this next clip we're trying to play fairly quickly is that mitch's wife goes after his heart she calls him out right he he has this opportunity to go find his heart and because she wants him you know she, she wants to have william wallace you know back mm-hmm. you know that she wants that that real man you know, she wants somebody that's going to do something with his freedom. But as you can hear from this, you know, it's going to take a little work. Doesn't just come for nothing. Kim was telling me about this cattle drive thing. Oh. Maybe you should go. What about Florida? <laughs> You'll be miserable in Florida. You'll make me miserable. You hate my parents. I don't hate your oh, parents. come on, Mitch. You have known my father since you were 18 years old and you've never called him by his name. What is his name? It's a joke. I was just joking. Look, I said I'm going to go, and I'm going to go. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's all right if you don't want to come with us. I'm saying I don't want you to come. Go away with Ed. Take Phil. I am giving you these two weeks. It's my present. Go and find your smile. Sam, isn't it awesome that people in our lives, you know, can actually see that, you know, that we're not all that we can be. Yeah, you know, and I and when they truly love us that deeply that they take that step out and share it. You know, hopefully we'll have ears to hear it for what it is and not let that feel like an attack. You know, because Mitch could have really felt that way. You know, but knowing that his wife was coming from a really loving place, you know, I think he had ears to hear that a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal thing. Well, Jesus called out a few people in Luke chapter 12, and this is from the message, which, you know, I know... Jesus didn't speak in this kind of English, but nonetheless, I think this is... <laughs> or any other kind. <laughs> nonetheless, I really like this translation because it speaks to something here. And th- these are actually red-letter words. So, you can't keep your true self hidden forever. He's speaking to the Pharisees. You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you'll be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. You can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The day is coming when those whispers will be repeated all over town. And, and the point, Jim, is that the poser talk 
it's like layers. I mean, you go deeper and deeper because what's below the surface of a man is what Jesus is going after. It's almost difficult to find where your true identity is because you're not just lying to others, you lie to yourself. And it is, it's easy to pose. It's hard to, to be real. And it's an unusual thing. Jesus is calling out all of us there. And he's the only man that ever lived that did not pose. I love him going after the religious guys. And he loved them. And his attacking their posing was how he showed his love for them. I mean, we hear about the, the terrible Pharisees. They weren't. They were so, loved by Jesus just as much as the sinners that knew it. So as we go into this break, maybe you can think a little bit about, gee, when has somebody in my family called me out? I've got a few stories. I'm sure we've got some others in the group. When we come back, we're going to hear those as well as a couple other wonderful clips. So talking about the poser today on Masculine Journey Radio. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. calling him out in this song if you ever thought about what Smokey Robinson's actually saying there um, she's trying to get to the heart and how many of the people that love us are doing the same thing but you had a wonderful observation Darren on what Jesus is doing there 
Well, as I was listening to you read uh, Luke 12, um, 2 from the message. In my best radio voice. In your best radio voice. <laughs> Luke 12, 2 through 3 from the message. Um, it, the thought that hit me was that even when Jesus comes to us and says, you know, son, what have you done? If we get past the where are you and what have you done and who told you you were naked or who told you you didn't have what it takes, who told you you weren't enough or you weren't smart enough or good enough or whatever, even when we get past that and we get to the Jesus coming and saying, okay, I, I can work on that, we don't want that usually. We want him to work on our mask. Because our mask has been cracking, as Eugene Peterson, as Jesus so perfectly illustrates, and we want Jesus to just fix our mask so that we are still more presentable to the public. And, and so I have a little mask cracker. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> so you you may know if you're a regular listener that we have a new radio show called Jesus Junkets, and and it was my desire as we thought through that program that this would be able to reach millennials. And so since I happen to have three of them in my own household, you know, after I did the first couple episodes, I sent them to my children. And said, you know, kids, you know, what do you think? Of, you know, I was very excited. I just thought it was awesome. And, and through three separate interviews with three separate children, my mask got all tore up. I mean, it was in my, my son was actually, who's the oldest of the three. He's like, dad, you don't understand podcasts. This is, this is not about a radio voice. You know, you sound like you're on a radio and people don't listen to pod, you know, young people, they don't, they that hype is just not there anymore. You know, we, we want real. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and my, my daughters were a little more gentle with my mask. They, they were like, Dad, you're just trying too hard. You know, you know and my, you know, it's, it sounds a little bit too much like radio. You know, they didn't come straight at the juggler like my son did. But nonetheless, I, I you know, I feel so naked. You know, like, oh my gosh, I, I had no idea. And, and, and the beauty of it is, is your family really probably has a pretty good idea. Uh, mm. Of course, God does. And, mm. and it's certainly worth asking him. But, you know, if you got a, a story that comes to mind there, anybody? Sam? Nope. <laughs> well, I know that everybody loves Raymond. They have a story. So they were, they were, you know, they were going to put up this whole shenanigans. Talk about a pose. They were going to, well, you, you set it up, Darren. You have a great way of setting it up. Well, I mean, just think about this. If you're a, if you're a guy and you're listening right now, if you're, a, if you're a female, you totally understand. But if you're a guy and you're listening, then think about the last time that your wife said, honey, can we talk? Um, you know, all of the things that, I mean, shockwaves go through your heart and your emotions and your, you know, everything begin. And so your, your mind is immediately racing to what have I done? Uh, how can I get out of this? I think I might have a headache if I try really hard. I mean, all sorts of different things so that you can get out of that conversation because you don't want to have that level of intimacy because it's hard. And that's kind of what this is happening with these three guys. All right. They're going off. They're trying to fool their wives into believing that they've been going to counseling. 
when in fact they've been going to the races gambling and then they're coming up with these stories which is really uh, close uh, to the, the same the, thing the breakthrough well I, I you told the part i wanted told <laughs> and now i'm just setting up the clip so that the, the people go what are they talking about they're talking about you know what they're going to tell their wives because they've been gambling all right so so what's going to be our breakthrough for today okay let's see the last thing i told the wives is that we were working on dad's withholding of affection when we were kids good good and how it impacted negatively on us um for instance whenever i did something i always felt that dad was disappointed in me not to mention the neglect and verbal abuse okay so what can we say as to why you were like that you know unreceptive to our needs and stuff right right uh why was i like that because you two were a couple of monkeys okay i think that might be the verbal abuse you're talking about robert no you know i've been thinking about this since last week you know what you two's problems were you took all that abuse stuff personally of course we took it personally you're our father it was just business this isn't exactly what they call the triumph of analysis what else you got what else you got uh, how about uh, you were withdrawn from your relationship with us because your father was like that with you? That's great. Very good, Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like what you were talking about the other day. I'm kind of a lousy dad because of him, so so I just back it up one more to Grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah. And and his dad was the worst. My Grandpa Sal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Grandpa Sal, very scary. My dad used to tell me horrible stories about how his father used to hit him. When he wasn't hitting me. Grandpa Joe hit you? Sure, I got hit every day. Wow, Dad. I didn't know that it was like that for you. It was like that for everybody. That's just the way it was. So so your dad's dad hit him, he hit you, and you never really hit us. I couldn't. I don't know. I was always weaker than him. Maybe you didn't want to be like him. I didn't. The girls will buy that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, that really resonated with me. Uh, Frank is uh, sort of my alter ego. And as a matter of fact, a few weeks back, earlier in the summer, uh, my oldest son really uh, laid into me about some of the things that went on when he was growing up. Uh, I have admitted uh, my wrong in that. I was misguided in some things. But uh, I took the liberty of emailing him that clip <laughs> because I, I really do identify with it. And there are parts of my life that he doesn't know about that uh, he'll find out later. Yeah, that, that clip, we're all familiar with it. We've used it many times. But there's besides the pose that's going on, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to miss that there is intimacy that happens when all of a sudden – they actually share their story and they give their father the dignity of his story and and they enter into his story and they enter into intimacy with their father but they start to feel terribly uncomfortable so it's time to pull up the fig leaf and raymond says the girls will buy that right at the moment that actually the conversation was beginning to get traction jim well you finished the story and i was going to point that out that we avoid it because it's embarrassing, it's uncomfortable, and it is what we need most, really, is that intimacy with wives, with friends, and we don't do it because we don't want people to see who we really think we are inside. You know, I think Robbie and 
Sam, I know we've talked about, I know Sam and I have talked about this in the past, that, that one of the things that is so shaming is you feel like you're the only one that ever failed the way you just talked about failing Harold you know I, I, I none of my other friends you know they didn't fail the same way I did raising their kids or it, it feels that way it seems that way it's a lie it's a lie from the enemy and so when you go through and you push through the and get to the intimacy the way that some of the guys in this room have done with each other you know and and shared the the rawest the ugliest stuff um, and push through that shame and push through that embarrassment, what we find out is not only are we not the only ones, but um, it's it's pretty much a regular everyday occurrence in life. Now, that doesn't make it right, but when you find out that your buddy went through the same thing you did and now he's working to reconcile that and let Jesus heal that instead of his mask in his life, then now you've got somebody to walk alongside as you walk deeper into that intimacy with Jesus. And so we don't want to miss the, the actual picture that we have here at the end of the show for you that, you know, I know this is a Star Wars clip, but just work with me, okay? Darth Vader's going to take off this mask. And if you can ever get yours off, then you will get a chance to look at your loved ones with your own eyes. But more importantly than that, you'll receive their love not the mask receiving love and, and and have a chance to be authentic with your son as Darth is here with his who actually did rescue him. Luke, help me take this mask off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once. Let me look on you with my own eyes. No. Go, my son. Leave me. Did you no, notice he lost his radio voice there? <laughs> I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you. You already have. Look. You were right. Right about me. Tell your sister you are right. It's pretty scary when he takes off his radio voice, you know, Jim. And he goes from James well, Earl Jones to some weepy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the kind of masks we wear. Yeah. And I think the saddest part of that whole scene is he doesn't take off his mask until he's dying and that often is the way it works out in our lives and, and we need to do it earlier so that people can love us rather than love our mask as you put yeah. it so well, well we're, we're just scared they're not going to if we if we take we off our mask if we become <laughs> real told. enough we've been told that we're not enough so we have to put on a fake something that is enough and we're afraid if we let them know who we really are, then they'll run scared. Wow. So, Sam, we do have another opportunity for us to unmask. It's coming up in March, am I right? Uh, yeah, please do that. It is. It's I coming up late March. We'll get those dates up at masculinejourney.org. 
O-R-G, and we would certainly love to see you at a boot camp. But in the meantime, ask yourself those questions. You know, where am I hiding? You know, where are you, son? Who told you you were naked? And, you know, what could you do possibly to take off your mask this week? Thank you for listening. We had so much fun today on The Mask and Journey. On my best radio voice, we loved it. (laughs) 